hey, it's Stu with Bitcoin and financial independence, and we've got another bank that is in trouble. Uh, First Republic Bank stock is down 90% from $115 in early March before Silicon Valley Bank went down. It's now down to $6.34 a share. Yesterday, it dropped 49% in a single day. And the issue is that they are a public company. They reported earnings, and they had huge deposit outflows in March. There was $100 billion of deposits that left this bank between the end of fiscal year 2022 and Q1 of 2023. This is a huge number, more than twice the deposit outflow of Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank only had $43 billion that left. And so this is a huge issue. This is a huge amount of deposit outflows. Another problem with this bank is that they have a ton of jumbo mortgages. And and simply put, these are big mortgages, and you cannot sell them to the government through Fannie or Freddie Mac. Uh, They are uninsured mortgages to high-income earners. In 2008, loans like this sank like a stone, especially in California. So if they were to bundle and sell this part of their loans as a mortgage-backed security, they would have to realize a big loss. So lots of problems for this bank, and we're going to see if it continues to spill over into other banks. And then I wanted to read this comment from Jan Pritzker. He's a CTO of Swan. He says, first, Silicon Valley Bank died, and you didn't buy Bitcoin because you were not a Silicon Valley venture capitalist. Then Silvergate Bank was down, and you didn't buy Bitcoin because it was just a few isolated banks and not contagion. Then Credit Suisse blew up, and you didn't buy Bitcoin because you weren't a European. Then First Republic Bank was on the brink of collapse, and you didn't buy Bitcoin, because despite it being the 14th largest bank in the nation, you hadn't heard of it. Then the government told you they will print infinite money to bail out the banks, but you didn't buy Bitcoin because you thought that wasn't possible. Then they came for your dollars, but there was nothing left to buy Bitcoin with. So I think what Jan Pritzker is alluding to is a central bank digital currency, which is being piloted by the Federal Reserve at this time. This is uh, what China has. I've touched on it before. I probably need to go do more of a deep dive. But anyway, they may shut off the on-ramps to Bitcoin to where maybe the only way you can get it is peer-to-peer. Like if you sell something, you sell it for Bitcoin or if you mine Bitcoin and you earn it that way. So it could become harder and harder in theory to buy Bitcoin if regulations move a certain way. We're not there yet. Uh, There's a lot of states that are embracing Bitcoin, like Texas, Montana, Florida, and a few others. So there's some good legal stuff going on in our country. There's also some not-so-good stuff, just kind of depends. Now, shifting gears a little bit, the Bank of England's chief economist, his name is Hugh Pill. He came out with some very interesting comments this last week that were pretty blunt, pretty harsh. He said in a podcast that there was, quote, a reluctance to accept that, yes, we're all worse off. End quote. He says that in response to higher bills and other costs rising, workers had responded by asking for wage increases and businesses were charging more. This in economics is called the wage price spiral, where inflation goes up, so workers ask for more money, and then businesses will raise their prices so that everything gets more expensive. So then we go back to the workers, they ask for more money, the businesses increase their prices, things get more expensive, the workers go ask for more money on and on and on. So that's what he's talking about. And in the UK, the inflation rate is over 10% in the last year, and their target is 2%. Uh, Part of the bank's job is to keep inflation down at the target rate, but obviously they are failing miserably. Um, Mr. Pill continues to kind of double down, placing the blame on people asking for raises. He says, quote, somehow in the UK, someone needs to accept that they're worse off. 
and stop trying to maintain their real spending power by bidding up prices, whether through higher wages or passing energy costs onto customers, etc. What we're facing now is that reluctance to accept that, yes, we're all worse off and we all have to take our share to try and pass that cost onto one of our compatriots and say, we'll be all right, but they will have to take our share too. That pass the parcel game that's going on here, that game is one that's generating inflation and that part of inflation can persist. So obviously, in my mind, this is ridiculous. I completely reject this line of thinking. Inflation is not something that economies need to some degree or another. Central banks cannot debase or dilute your Bitcoin. That is my answer. But for this guy to come in and just kind of have the audacity to say, stop complaining, just take your share of inflation. I mean, food price inflation in the UK is about 17% year over year. They're soaring energy prices, all this stuff. For him to just go to the normal person and say, you are at fault because you keep asking for wage increases. And why don't you just roll over and take it on the chin? Because inflation has nothing to do with the Bank of England printing money uh, and having loose monetary policy. Uh, the deputy governor of the Bank of England, Ben Broadbent, has also talked about this. And in his opinion, Russia's invasion of Ukraine is the reason we've experienced the inflation that we have. It's Putin's fault, and we don't need to take responsibility. It has nothing to do with the Bank of England printing 65 billion, what is it, pounds now? I think they're on their own with Brexit, right? It has nothing to do with their quantitative easing and their balance sheet growth of 60% in the past three years. This is what leadership in the West is telling us. And there is a very stark contrast. Look at Argentina, which is experiencing inflation over 100%. They have a presidential hopeful named Javier Malay, I think is how you say it, running in their upcoming election. He says, quote, the central bank is a scam. It is a mechanism by which politicians cheat the good people with the inflationary tax. He also called Bitcoin, quote, the return of money to its original creator, the private sector. Money is a private invention. Now, he's making these statements in Argentina where there's inflation over 100% and the poverty rate is 40%. So I just don't feel very comfortable with the solution offered by Mr. Pill. Just accept bank failures and double-digit inflation. This is all just fine. Just take it on the chin. Don't ask for a wage increase. You'll be fine. That's their message. It really seems ridiculous. Uh, final point is there is a well-known billionaire and his name is Stanley Druckenmiller. He once broke the Bank of England back in 1992 when he shorted the British pound, and now he's focusing on the dollar. We don't know how long he has been shorting the dollar, but he now believes that this is the most uncertain environment for markets and the economy in his career. He expects interest rate cuts in response to an economic downturn, and he believes that there's going to be a hard landing, not the soft landing that they talk about when they raise rates. He's saying that there is going to be a downturn, a recession. It's going to be a hard landing. And this guy is really a wonderful investor. He returned over 30% a year for 30 straight years at one point in his career. And right now, he is shorting the US dollar. He says that his bet, shorting the dollar, is his only high conviction trade at the moment. So I would say that is a little bit scary. If you're holding dollars, uh, you might want to consider trading some of those dollars for Bitcoin. Just uh, my thoughts. This is not financial advice, and you must do your own research. This podcast is just for entertainment purposes. 
But I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new. I'm going to try to keep it short. I'll post some links in the show notes if you want to dive into any of these topics a little bit farther. And if any of this motivates you to grab a little Bitcoin, please use one of my links for Strike, River, or Swan, three great Bitcoin-only companies. Share this with a friend that you think it might help. And remember that financial independence is doable.